Welcome, dear friends, to the Taviret, a Wheel of Time podcast hosted by three gentlemen for whom the very wheel itself bends around. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Bill, Rob, and Rich. Hello, everyone, and welcome. You have fallen upon the Taviren, a Wheel of Time podcast. I am your host, Robert, for this journey this week. We are flying solo again. I have plans in place to record with Senor Richard tomorrow, but I still wanted to get a pod out this week. I realized that I am overdue by a few chapters for another counter catch-up. I originally wanted to do one of these updates every 20 or so chapters, and I did get one out at around the 20 chapter mark. When last we spoke with Bill, he was on chapter 44, so I am overdue by a few chapters. So this week, we're going to go through all the different counters of throughout the Wheel of Time world and, and see where we stand so far in certain aspects of the book series iTunes reviews. We don't have an iTunes review to speak of yet, but I do have an email from one of our listeners. She does not have iTunes and asked where we, she can send her thoughts and reviews on the podcast. So I asked her to send us an email. You can send us an email, tavirenpod at gmail.com. Let me see if I can spell this better than Bill. T-A-V-E-R-E-N-P-O-D at gmail.com. That's how you can get in touch with us. So this review is by one of our Discord listeners by the name of Bethan. By the way, on a side note, Bethan also got her son into the Wheel of Time. I think her story was she was listening or listening to the audiobook of The Great Hunt, and her son was in the car. And the son's like, this sounds kind of cool. What's this all about? So she had to give, as she referred to it, the story thus far update through the book one and where she was with book two. So we have another uh, another person in the pattern uh, as a Wheel of Time fan. So as I mentioned on Discord, Tyshar, Tyshar uh, son of Bethan. Anyway, this, this review, is, this email is called Review of the Podcast. This podcast is amazing. Spectacular, bloody, exceptional. There is no better way to read or reread the series than this. I've never really listened to a podcast before, but when I was part of the way through the Eye of the World for the fourth, fifth time, I decided I wanted a little extra this time, so I started looking into podcasts. The first one was kind of boring. The second one had a lot of inaccuracies. Then I found the Taviren podcast and I was home. From the first one I listened to, I was hooked. I tend to skim as I read, so this time, I am listening via audiobook on my terrible commute, which I thought would help, but my mind still tends to wander. The podcast is a great way to go back and almost engage with the story to bring back the details I missed. The guys are very fun to listen to. I completely enjoy the tangents they go off on. I also really appreciate the fact that they point out things I may not have picked up on before, like foreshadowing, or how something a character does informs their later actions. Or even just something they forgot. Or even just something they thought was totally cool. Like Lan crossing the space to save Ma Rain from Mass Dagger. Like there wasn't any space. Readings with Rob are always enjoyable. I laughed out loud when I heard Elaine's voice. So perfect. I can't wait to see how the aisles sound. Or the bad guys we meet in book two. No spoilers. I just got caught up. So anxiously awaiting the next one. Keep up the good work and peace favor your sword. 
So Bethan, thank you very much for the for the review. Glad to hear that you are are enjoying our our uh, our pods. And sorry to to the entire Taviren world that we are still running solos. Trust me, I I'm doing everything, and Rich and Bill are doing everything in their power to try and and, and get our planets to align. Hopefully next week for for chapter forty five, we can actually have a dual manned podcast. So for Wheel of Time news, not much newsworthy is coming out. Uh, lots of rumors, a lot of leaks are coming out, screenshots. Oh, is this the opening scene? Oh, is this from here? Oh, are these the way gates? Oh, blah, 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 blah. It's all a lot of speculation. I'm Until they actually have official news, I'm trying my best to keep myself out of it. Same thing, a little tangent, same thing with uh, the Final Fantasy VII Remake. A lot of news is coming out of Square Enix's camp. And I know Bill and Rich and I are very anxiously waiting that release, which is due out April 10th. But I'm trying to keep myself above it and not dive in. And I want to still have some of that game in its pure state to me. I mean, the three of us have played that game several times, so we know the general story. But the remake experience, we want to try and keep as pure as possible. That's kind of where I am now with Wheel of Time soon as Amazon drops their first teaser trailer or if any other um, news comes out of camp officially I'll be down to, to, to take a look at it to to give my thoughts and to discuss back and forth with Bill and Rich one thing I did mention on the um, discord a little conversation where Bill and I were not worried but Bill was like well, the one picture where they believe it's the way gates no, no spoilers here, but Bill believes it would be something else in the in the series, not the Waygates. Because as we know now, the Waygates, literally just that, a stone gate. Not dissimilar to, to, to the gates that they used in the uh, Lord of the Ring movies, you know, speak friend and enter type, type of thing. It's the same kind of stone cropping where it opens up and all that. So the screenshot of people speculating that it's the Ways doesn't quite fit the story. So those little back and forth is, oh, I hope that Rafe and company do the right thing, I'll set, I would like to start a movement, hashtag faith in Rafe. I have full trust in Rafe's capabilities. He's a fanboy of the book series. I have full trust in his capabilities to put forth a proper tellings of this great story and that he wouldn't do anything so obscure as using what appears to be a 10, 15, 20 foot stone structure as a way gate, which in the book is something that's enough to fit in the cellar of, of someone's store. Hashtag faith in Rafe. You heard it here first. And now a word from our sponsors. Uh, Rich, you're on. So this time we don't have any chapters to discuss. However, I will take this time in to go over the updates on counters that we've been doing. So I'm just going to take it right from the top. I have, we have one, two, three, looks like we have 11 different categories that we're, that we're tracking. Like I said, if there's any that you want added, you know, I will go back and do my best to, to recount from the first 44 chapters of book one. If you want something else tracked. First one we have angrily crossing arms. Now, as we all, as those who have read the whole series know, this will ramp up. There's a few of these. These are few. There, 
there are a few of these categories that will ramp up in the in the mid to later books. This being one of those. Angrily crossing arms. Right now, I only have two counts. Egwene Alver and Nynaeve Almiera. I think Egwene's was at the very, very beginning of the book when her character was introduced. She was standing behind Nynaeve and her angles were angrily crossed. And Nynaeve has had a lot of interactions with, with, with her BFF, Ma Rain, And I'm sure that somewhere along, along that way, when it was just her, Ma Rain, and Lan, some conversation in there, her arms were angrily crossed. So that's where we uh, get those two counts. Second category, again, another one that's probably going to be more uh, referenced in later books, but ignoring of the weather. And we still have dear father Tam Althor way back in chapter one with the wind whipping on the cloak and Tam ignoring it altogether. The one and only count so far of ignoring of the weather. Our next category, smoothing of the dress. Now, I have actually three counts of smoothing of the dress. The first count came with the female assassin that attacked Bat and Rand while they were in the uh, stables in, in one of the uh, smaller towns along the way to Camelin. Mild spoiler, she is a reoccurring character and actually has a name, and her name is Millie Skane. She was our first smoothing of the dress. You know, once they thwarted her attempt and they had her stand up, she gets up and smooths the death dress and dusts off uh, whatever uh, of the uh, barn or the stable was on her. Our second count is by the daughter heir Elaine Trocond. Smoothed her dress upon climbing down the tree once Rand fell into the royal gardens. That's going to be a great scene in, this, in the TV series where we watch this regal princess uh, climbing down from a tree. And our third, and at this point, most recent smoothing of the dress is, of course, Village Wisdom Nynaeve Almiera. While she was trying to check on Matt while he was in the complete throes of the Shadar Logoth dagger, and Ma Rain entered the room and told everybody, scat, get away from him. Everybody moves away. And Nynaeve just gives a look like, yeah, that's not happening. And Ma Rain, quote unquote, as if there was no space, rushed in and yoked her away from him. You know, grabbed a collar or grabbed her shoulder and yoked her away from him. As we know, it's, you know, it was for a good cause, but at the time, you can you can almost hear that anger boiling in Nynaeve, and you know, she gets up and, you know, <laughs> of course I meant that to happen, and smooths her dress as she compiles herself. Next, we have the category that's probably everybody's favorite. I have called Wishing They Were Players. It is the absolute best theme in the book, where Rand, Matt, and Perrin all secretly wish they were as good at women as the other two. Now, I remember this from my other read-throughs. Matt doesn't jump into the fray until a little bit later. We have six total times that this was referenced, and we're down the middle, 3-3. Three, three. Rand wishing he was as good as Perrin, and Perrin wishing he was as good as Rand. Now, I think in the beginning, Rand got one for Perrin, uh, when, you know, he was talking to Egwene and, you know, he, you know, back then in, in chapter four, they were all still country bumpkins in a backwater town. He said something to Egwene and Egwene stormed off and, oh, God, I wish it was good as Perrin. For Perrin, we get a run uh, from chapter 25 and chapter 27, which most likely almost entails 
Perrin and the slow Tinker dance. Once again, that also will be almost comedic gold if properly done for the TV show, where he doesn't know that, oh my God, these women, I didn't know women could dance like that. Oh, I can't look at that. Oh my gosh, I can't look at that. Not realizing that the not looking only would push them on. And I think Jordan's comment was, every time you looked away and looked back, there were three more. And then Eggwing started to dance the dance. And he's like, ah, my brain can't handle this. And he just had to, he couldn't do, he couldn't deal with it. Three times in that little, little spiel, Perrin wished he was as good at women as Rand was. And our last two, chapters 43 and 45, most likely dealt with when Rand and we, we haven't gotten to chapter 45 yet, but in chapter 43, there's a little back and forth where the the boys, it, it's found out that Rand met Elaine, ran into this girl Min at Barillon, all of a sudden start to get pressed for questions by Eggwing. Well, who's Elaine? Huh? Hmm? Hmm? Min, well, why didn't you, why'd I have to find out about him from someone else? Well, why weren't you telling me about him? Why weren't you forward with him? And, you know, Rand, of course, is like, uh, I don't know. God, I wish I was as good as Perrin. Perrin would know what to say. Ugh. Once again, I have six counts of that. Two, three of Perrin wishing he was as good as Rand, and three, Rand wishing he was as good as Perrin. The best is when Matt starts to jump into this fray, but that's, that's down the line a little bit. Our next topic is the amount of times that blood or blood and bloody ashes is quoted. Not the word blood per se, but blood and bloody ashes or just bloody ashes is quoted. Now, Matt... Leading the league with a whopping 11 counts of Randland cursing. I said that in quotations and actually did the quotations move. You know, a lot of this came early when Matt was still the young boy, you know, the young boy from the backwater town trying to act like a man. Some of it came while he was under the influence of the Shadar Logoth dagger. A lot is also coming recently as he is finding, you know, as they're making their way through this unknown ways, quote unquote again. So behind Matt, in second place with seven, we have Rand Althor. Uh, Rand Althor, of course, um, a lot of the chapters have been focusing around Rand, so you get a lot of perspective from him. A lot of the time, a lot of the times, it's, it's, it's a, there's no one specific spot, but we know that Rand's journey so far has been crazy, and a lot of times, a lot of times where he can just, oh God, blood and bloody ashes, what's going on now, kind of thing. Tied for third place, with two each, we have Tom Marilyn and Perrin Ibarra. You know, Perrin is a quiet, to keeps to him, keeps his thoughts to himself kind of guy, but there have been one or two, no, I have two, instances where his, his uh, words got out before his mind could check him, and he, and, he, and he dropped some cursing there. Tom, you know, I'm sure a couple of those times were used uh, dealing with Rand on the spray or trying to teach uh, Matt and Rand how to, how to be... Uh, Fledgling Gleeman, so we're sure those two came from there. Tied for fifth place, each with one time, Tam Althor and Alan Mandragoran. Tam, I think he was talking to the uh, Bran or some of the other village elders, because he, you know, Tam's the epitome of, of fatherly figure, so I'm assuming he would be talking to members of his own level, not talking to the boys or anything to, to drop that kind of language. And Lan, I can't recall offhand when it happened, because once again, he, he a man of few words, something would have to happen for him to drop the, <laughs> instead of saying dropping the F-bomb, we could say drop the B-A-bomb. Bloody ashes. So that's where we stand with that. 
Our next category, interrupting loyal. One of our one of our Discord listeners asked, this is what Discord requested one. And with the thought being that Rand would probably lead the league in interrupting loyal. But as of this time, we only have three counts of it. And they all come from Ma Rain Sedai of the Blue Aja. People are just Rando's loyal, and the rest of the Edmonds fielders are starting to know loyal. Ma Rain, of course, knows not loyal per se, but knows that Ogier are very deliberate, very carefully, uh, not slow, but very drawn out and very deliberate ways of speaking. So there are certain points where she wants loyal to kind of get to the point. And as he starts to pull, a, as Loyal starts to pull a bill and go off tangent, you know, probably Loyal probably wants to talk about Queen's Tank licenses or or, or, or Eric Clapton or whatever. Moraine has got to interrupt him and bring him back. Bring it back. So right now she's the only one on the board with three counts of interrupting our man Loyal. Next topic. The Wheel Weaves is quoted. I've kind of opened up this one a little bit of a scope. It was originally The Wheel Weaves as The Wheel Wills. But I've kind of trunked that down, and anytime anybody says the wheel weaves is going to get a check off on this count. So leading the league by a large margin, and with no surprise, is the aforementioned Maureen Sedai of the Blue Aja. She has quoted the wheel weaves so far seven times. They're trying to make their way out of Emmons Field uh, without notice. And, oh, look, here's the mayor's daughter. Oh, the wheel weaves, whatever. Oh, here's the random gleam, and he wants to follow along, too. Well, the wheel weaves it for him, too, so he can come along, too. And I think she drops it again when they're in the library at the Queen's Blessing. Uh, I told Loyal he could tag along. Well, the wheel weaves, so he can come along, too. She has seven. And the entire rest of the book so far has four. Four different individuals quoted at once. Master Luhan, Queen Morgay's Tracon, Elida du Avn... Elida do Avrini, I can do this. Elida do Avrini I Royhan, and our man loyal. Each of the four of these have quoted the wheel weaves. Morgase when she gives her um, judgment upon Rand. Elida when she does her creepy deep dive into the psyche of Rand and, and, and prophesizes that he will be at the center of, of the darkness that descends upon Camelin. And loyal when he realizes that he's now in the presence of Taviren, potentially more. He, he says the wheel weaves. Next category, pulling of the braid. Now we all know that this is going to be a very short list. Most likely one person will dominate this list, but we'll see. But as of this point in the books, there has been one pulling of the braid. I'll give you three guesses, but you'll only need one. Nynaeve Almiera. I forget the exact time when she pulled her braid, but she he is on record with one pulling of the braid. Nynaeve Almiera on the board with one. Next category. Calling Rand a sheep herder. Now, from the beginning, I thought one character would just dominate this category. I was right and I was wrong. Someone is dominating this category, but it's not the character so far that I thought it was. Alan Landergorn, up to chapter 44, called Rand a sheepherder 18 times. One, eight. 
I think Lan has maybe said 50 words all together so far. 18 of them have been calling Rand a sheep herder. In second place, Randall Thor called himself a sheep herder twice. Obviously, these are internal thoughts. You know, I don't know, who cares about me? I'm just a dumb sheep herder, what they all say, blah, blah, blah. Internal monologue, but that still counts. And coming in third with a one, Min Farshaw. Now, we don't have a lot of Min so far. Who knows, who knows if Min can take a shot at Lan, but so far she's behind him 18 to 1. That's a, that's a hefty uh, lead to try to overcome. Our next category, or this one created by, by none other than Master Rich himself, Richard Ibarra, Times Perrin was stupid. I so far, and if you feel to correct me and tell me that there's other times I've missed, feel free to go ahead. I have four counts of times Perrin was stupid. First one, back in chapter 10, when they were making their way out of Emmonsfield, and Perrin did not sweep the barn properly. You know, yeah, the barn has a second story, but, you know, no one would hide up there. <laughs> second, he rides his horse directly into the Arenel. We're making our way out. Yes, we're getting chased by dark ones, and they're right upon us. Yes, I got it. I got it. I got it. But you see that body of water up ahead? The horse will not do well there. What's he do? Whoops. <laughs> Should have thought differently there. And the other two counts I have of Perrin were in the same chapter where he was being interrogated by Geoffrey Bordhold. And he's trying to coordinate his own safety, Egwene's own safety, the wolves and everything going along. And now he's being captured and being claimed a dark friend by, by the Children of Light. And as he's trying to run a story through, he accidentally drops that he's associated with warders, which he didn't realize to the Children of Light means, oh, warder equals dark friend. You're evil. And then casually saying, well, wolves aren't dark friends. Wolves aren't like, Tro Trollocs and Fades are evil, not wolves. How would you know about a Fade? You must be evil. So two times during that interrogation, he just couldn't stop his mouth from talking, which is so uncategorically how Perrin is. But these two times, kept it shut. Yeah. So four times on the board that Perrin was stupid. And my last category, errant name calling. We've been very good since my last counter. Bill, I think, called me Rich once. That was it. So Bill leads the league in errant name calling with six. I'm coming in second place three times that I've called... Bill Rich or Rich Bill, and Rich still pitching a perfect game. Zero errant name callings. Let's see when we record tomorrow if I can kind of get him to slip up. Maybe I can talk with a British accent and maybe kind of get him to slip up and call me Bill. However, that is our counters so far. If there is another category that you want added, just let us know in Discord. Or you can email us. Or you can tweet us. I don't mind going back through and, and going back through any kind of um, any the back chapters, the first forty plus chapters, to to recount something that you want to have tracked from the beginning. On a little side note, I am working on a project aside from Bill and Rich, but similar to this, I'm starting a podcast called The Countercast, where I'm taking popular TV or movie franchises and going through them where I'm going through and taking random bits from a TV show or a movie series and counting how many times it happened. Season one of the Countercast, I'm going to go through the whole show Friends. And I'm going to 
check how many times all kinds of random events happened. But if you like this kind of random way to go through a medium, be it a book, be it a series, be it a TV series, be it a movie, or if you're a fan of the show Friends, check it out. I'm on Twitter, CountercastF. Also, I have the first episode of the podcast out there where it kind of explains things and what specifically so far I'm tracking on that. And as with this, if there's any, if you wanted to be a part of the project and you're a fan of Friends and there's something that you want tracked that I didn't have listed, feel free to hit me up. And with that, we are bringing this podcast to a close, or this episode of a podcast to a close. I hope you enjoyed going through these uh, counters with me. I, I have fun reading these chapters and stopping when something happens, when someone says Will Weezer, or, or God forbid if the dress is smoothed, I go through and I stop and I make a little notation as so I get to update the counters. Hopefully by next week we will have, like I said, a dual manned podcast. We'll be talking about chapter 45, uh, what follows in shadow, I believe, is the name of that chapter. Please show some love. Review, rate our podcast. If you're listening on Apple, it does nothing but help. Give us five stars if we deserve it. Give us three stars if we deserve it. Give us one star if you believe we deserve it. All I ask is you give us critique. Give us a reason why we got three stars. Give us a reason why we get got one star. If Readings with Rob drives you up a freaking wall, tell me. Tell me what I need to do. You can reach us on Twitter, at TaverNPod. Join Discord. We want to hear from you guys. You have no excuse. Our Discord is a little bit quiet at the time, but that's that's all here nor there. Bill has kind of reworked and retweaked our uh, Discord. We've gone from the Guy Sean and Ashaman coding of, of groups on our Discord. And now if you want to be part of a specific Aja, feel free. Feel free to join in. And, and, and you can see what Bill now calls me on Discord. It's worth going to Discord just to see the conversation uh, that I had with Bill when I realized what he renamed my character to on, on Discord or what my uh, persona is on Discord. I'm going to leave that as a, as, a, as a hanging thread. So go check out Discord and see, see how now you must refer to me on Discord. I know Bill mentioned it last week, but I'm going to mention it again. The second annual Material Lockdown starts this march the third it is a charity event where you can play the acclaimed game final fantasy 7 the og version not the new remake but the og version with certain restrictions to make gameplay a little more a little more fun a little more challenging bill has a twitter bot all set up that if you wanted to play as you gain characters in the game the twitter bot would tell you uh, which magics that character is restricted to this is to help awareness for motor neuron disease. Uh, as Bill mentioned, unfortunately, this was a uh, affliction that, that cost him his mother a few years ago. All 100% of donations go to the Motor Neuron Disease Association to help awareness. If you are not a gamer but still want to help, go to materiallockdown.com. You can directly donate without having to touch a video game. Like I said, for a good cause. Also, our Probably Work Network, Podcasters Assemble Season 3. They are now taking submissions, and the theme for Season 3 is Bond. James Bond. They're going through the Daniel Craig Bond movies. In time to release with the newest of the Bond movies, No Time to Die. 
The first episode will be a general overview of Bond movies in general across all Bond care, Bond actors. But then once that is completed, they will be going movie by movie through the Daniel Craig arc. If you are a fan of Bond movies and wish to be part of this of this project, it's a great project, and they take submissions from anybody. Simply go to probablywork.com. They will give you a list of questions, and you would just record yourself, identify who you are, and your your thoughts on the uh, Bond experience, and send them the audio, and they'll and they'll clip it up, and they'll put it into a montage, and and the podcasts and the episodes are really well done. I was part of season one, uh, which was the MCU. It was great. Season two was Star Wars. Uh, they asked me to they asked me to voice the opening crawls. That was a great experience. I love doing that. And now they're going to do Bond. Podcasters assemble. Go to probablywork.com if you're interested. Check it out. As if you didn't know, we are on YouTube. And as Bill mentioned last week, YouTube is getting bigger and bigger. And I'm just flabbergasted with the numbers. I mean, I wasn't expecting much of a following. Not that we have a following per se, but I'm just, every time I see a new subscriber, I'm like, that's just great. Thank you very much for, for your time and your and your consideration. I mean, I try to be humble, and I hopefully I am. <laughs> it's just great to see every time we get a listen, or every time we get a view, or every time we get a subscriber, or a five-star review, I still get humbled. And thanks to everybody out there. Yeah, YouTube, if you want to have uh, the audio with a little bit of a video presentation, I think Tyler and Troy and the Probably Work guys do a little bit to try and make it a little worth your while. But uh, check it out. Check us out on YouTube. There are so many places to show love for this pod. Bill mentioned we have a Patreon. We are now live on Patreon. Links will be below. Feel free to donate a dollar. Feel free to, to, to give us your thoughts. I know Bill set up a few tiers. I think the Dark Friends or a Fist. I think Purple Aja or the Dark One's Own Eyes if, if you're feeling really randy. I will be posting a few cuts of readings with Rob. I'm in the middle of doing that now, but I'm going to add the the chapter one that is not in the original episode, the, the reading of the opening paragraph. I will also be posting the two readings for Rob that were <clears throat> replaced with readings with Bill. For patrons, you will have access to some extra content, and I'm going to put out some of that extra content now. I think I also put out uh, the Dust in the Wind single that I did with my brother for Chapter 20, Dust on the Wind. So all of this stuff is is accessible for patrons, or will be, or some are and some will be. I have a uh, teaser for The Adventures of Kevin and Greg. Haven't posted that yet, but it's it's in it's in the hopper, ready, ready to be uh, posted. Uh, Bill mentioned... Um, a Bella themed side pod or side side story. I'd like to see where he is with that. I'm curious to see what his thoughts are with us having a Bella cast. But links below for Patreon. I believe he also mentioned Redbubble. Um, we have merchandise. You want to see our logo on a mouse pad or a sticker or a coffee mug. Or you want to sport around a hoodie with, with the Taveran logo. So people go, hey, what's that weird word? He said, well, let me tell you. <laughs> anyway, Redbubble, 
Uh, I don't have the, uh, the link is below, I believe. I'm getting all this from Bill, so let's hope he's doing it right. Like I said, we got everything. I mean, Christ, we got everything. I think uh, Tyler has uh, Instagram and Facebook, but then on top of Twitter and YouTube and, and Patreon, we're, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. You can't stop us. You can only hope to contain. All right, I've been filibustering enough for now. I'm going to shut it down. Tomorrow, I'm going to try and record with Mr. Rich. Lock his ass down. Although, if you've seen any videos of him pumping iron, I... I I'm not putting him anywhere he doesn't want to be. Just saying. He's ripped. Anyway. Everyone have a good week. I'll see you guys next week while we find out what follows in Shadow. Take care, guys. Bye. Now that our heroic trio have left the familiar confines of the two rivers... They find themselves being chased by all sorts of denizens of the Dark One. Our party has been scattered, and the boys separated from Marvain and Lan. Let us hope that luck, or some other force, can keep them safe. Uh, Bill? Bill? Billiam! Put that dagger down! You have no idea where in creation that's been! No, no, Rich. I, I don't have an extra cloak with me. Maybe if you didn't ride your horse straight into the Aranel, you wouldn't have this problem, hmm? For crying out loud, Robert, I know that girl from Berlon said weird things to you, but you shouldn't let it get under your skin so much. What are you, Eleven? You all remind me of a younger version of myself. Why, back in Watch Hill, I would... Good evening, 003. The following is for your ears only and is classified above top secret by Her Majesty's Secret Service. Less than 24 hours ago, our contact with the We Can Make This Work, probably, podcast network intercepted an encrypted audio message sent over social media regarding the upcoming season of Podcasters Assemble, a hype rewatch podcast covering the James Bond films leading up to Bond 25. According to our intel, Season 1 covered the Marvel Cinematic Universe, while Season 2 focused on the Star Wars Skywalker Saga. For this season, the Podcast Network is looking to recruit field operatives from around the world to reminisce about the Daniel Craig Bond movies, Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, and Spectre, in a countdown to the latest film in the franchise, No Time to Die. Your primary objective is to infiltrate Podcasters Assemble by recording and uploading your submissions at probablywork.com. Utilizing a two-way communications device with a built-in microphone, the latest from QBranch. In addition, MI6 believes that the first episode is going to be an overview of the series as a whole, showcasing everyone's favorite and least favorite Bond movies, Bond actors, Bond villains, secret layers, cold opens, vehicles, and gadgets from the franchise's history, and more importantly, 
your background with these films. For a full mission report, go to probablywork.com. The first episode is scheduled for release on March 6th. We're all counting on you, 003. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.